Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. And I'm Chris Heine. We want to say thank you to every single person that submitted an application to the 2016 Light Gray Art Lab Iceland Residency Program. Um, as you guys know, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. This is our third year of the program, and we're looking for a couple great teams of people to take on an awesome adventure to some of the really coolest stuff on the entire island mm-hmm. <laughs> of Iceland, including uh, some awesome formations, some really beautiful and haunting hills, um, and a lot of things that are inspired or that, that have inspired um, tons of folklore and a lot of really cool uh, mythologies from that area. So um, if you were one of the people that applied, uh, sit tight. We're going to be announcing all of the artists in residence for the 2016 teams on September 30th. So if you have any questions in the meantime, you're welcome to send us an email at hello at lightgrayartlab.com and we'll write you back as soon as possible. So um, beyond that, uh, we've got some really big news coming up here this Thursday and we're going to say it again just in case um, you want to get excited about it like we are. But this Thursday we are dropping the pre-sale of the Cosmos Tarot and Oracle deck. This has been in the works for the last at least six months and you may have seen some sneak peeks around Tumblr or on the internet somewhere of all 100 or maybe some of the 100 cards that are coming out uh, that that are all about the 88 modern constellations uh, that we can see from our wonderful planet Earth, as well as a bunch of astral bodies like black holes, pulsars, nebulas, um, binary systems, things like that. It's really awesome. So as you know, one of the big things that we do here is all about like kind of challenging people to either learn a little bit about some history or folklore, um, work in a different format, um, and kind of explore a different territory than they might have before. And this time, we are putting together a fiber optic light display with the artwork so you can really feel what it's like to be inside. Well, we are in the universe, but you can really feel the feeling of seeing these constellations come to life. Um, And so if you'd like to support the project, that presale will be up. Um, The the whole thing is beautiful. We'll have all the images on there too, but it will be $35. It's 100 cards. Um, There's an Oracle deck and there is also a um, full tarot deck with 78 cards and a 150 page book with all of the mythology behind all of these things, including the metaphors and the symbolism and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the project is really exciting. The pre-sale, and we'll be having the pre-sale up until the exhibition opening, which is actually October 30th. So just in case you guys are in town, we would love to see you for the big light display like you were talking about. So we're very excited. Not only is the pre-sale coming out this Thursday, but we're going to be showing some of the previews and content for the exhibition as we lead up to the big show that's opening on October 30th. It'll have the entire light installation, all of the beautiful pieces from the exhibition, um, and maybe a couple secret extra things that we'll be planning for the show. So if you guys are in town for the opening, uh, mark your calendars, and we'll hope to see you then. It would be fantastic. So of course, because it's all of the stuff that I love, um, I'm going to be scheduling some tarot get-togethers. So if you want to learn how to read tarot before the deck comes out um, and kind of see what that's all about uh i'll put that information up on the facebook page and the events page as well so you guys can come join me and jenny uh and see what the stars have in store for you so 
we have, I say this like every single week, I'm going to say it again, but I think we have a new call for art coming out pretty soon. I need to get my stuff together. I think that's what it comes down to is, oh man, life is hard. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Um, we may be transitioning a couple new things on the Like Gray Art Lab website soon so you guys can see more content a little bit easier. Uh, so we'll keep you posted with when that's up. And yeah, besides that, we've had a lot of good time after coming back from Iceland to get back in the swing of things. And the last couple weeks have been really interesting catching mm-hmm. up with all the stuff that we've had to do, making sure that we're going and finding all the people that we weren't able to see for the last couple weeks. And Um, kind of thinking about our new plans for just about everything. So as I was going through my emails, I was getting people that are like, oh, you're back. We should go to coffee. And I was like, oh, we should go to coffee. Ooh, I should finish all these things first, you know? Um, or I'd have somebody be like, oh, would you like to talk about, uh, uh, licensing? And I'm like, actually, yes, I would. Cause I haven't gotten to think about those concepts for like three weeks or so. Mm -hmm. That'd be really nice. Um, but for whatever reason, even though I'm getting like some wonderful people asking me to do stuff, I have just declined almost everything. <laughs> I feel bad about it. Um, so not only is this a public apology to anybody that's asked me to do anything, but I feel bad about it because I, I don't know. I, you know, there's just sometimes when I'm trying to, to figure out, should I be working on something should I go do something fun with somebody I can't tell what is more important here and that's Mm -hmm. always a really hard question for me Jenny on the other hand has done a better job getting out into the universe (laughs) and I think just slightly better was it yesterday or or last week yeah so I actually got invited um, by Liger Lockstead who's curating an exhibition at a brand new space in Minneapolis. It's called Kit and Ace, which is actually a cashmere clothing company um, who wants to get more involved with the arts, which is amazing. So they hosted an exhibition and invited us to be partners for the event. So it was sort of spur of the moment, and I said yes, and I went and brought all our stuff over there, brought all the boxes, and I had no idea what to expect. It was sort of... um, it was totally outside of the things that I'm used to looking at. I'm not used to looking at cashmere clothes ever. <laughs> but also it's something that uh, most of the time I am 100% surrounded by creative people. And so it is funny, like seeing other events, seeing other people host events and going to them. Um, so, I mean, of course we go to conventions, but that's a little bit different because we can kind of know what to expect. So was this one of your first like public appearances since coming back from Iceland where we had a lot of solitude and a yeah, lot of like think so. thinking it's, time? It's such a different atmosphere. I mean, we've been, I would say our last week for sure, we were roughing it and we... <laughs> We're eating hot dogs out of the back of a van. Yeah, that was good. Whatever else, and I and I it was so refreshing to not have to think about all of the social media stuff, all the daily whatever stuff that we have to take care of, and making sure you have your trash out and whatever else. Um, so it was really refreshing to have that break, and then coming back and trying to catch up with all the stuff we do. So that's probably why you've had to decline. It's just. Trying to catch up on stuff, trying to make sure you have everything in line is tricky. It is tricky. And I also feel like a lot of times I have to mentally psych myself up to like, not just put on a nice pair of pants, but actually, (laughs) you know, like, like shed all of the stuff, all my worries, all my stuff that I know that I have to do and be a social person. You know, it's funny. um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about the event that you went to. But um, first, I'll tell you this. And I don't know if this is true for either of you guys. But 
I tend to have a spectrum of, of social capabilities. On one end, I love going to class. I love teaching stuff. I love like hosting things. And I love like the idea of like getting a bunch of people together and doing something really cool. And on like the flip side of it, I actually get sort of nervous being like invited to somebody else's big thing. Now, why would you think that could possibly be? Like, I, some of me thinks that maybe it's just that when you when you show up at a party, you're like, you don't really have a job. It's not your job to be, you know, there. But you're you're you go up and you're like, I should be doing something. I should be. I should be doing something, you know? And you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with myself besides just being a human being. And the other day we went to a friend's going away party and I was like, oh, I should, uh, I should really go to this. But of course I'm feeling like super antisocial or like, you know, kind of like I have a bunch of stuff to do or whatever. And Chris is like, get in the car. And I was like, all right. So I got in the car and I went there and I walked in and I was like, I'm not sure. I kind of know some of these people. This is kind of kind of nice. And then I saw the people and I was like, oh, okay. And then my anxiety slowly melted away. And I had to just get there first. But I got there. And as I stopped thinking about all the things I was supposed to do and I slowly transitioned into social person mode and I stopped worrying about what I was supposed to be doing there, I... F- I got into a really awesome conversation with a girl named Amelia about mountain climbing of all things, of course, you know, of course, of course, I don't know how that happened, but I think I admitted to her cause I was doing that thing where I'm rambling on about whatever. And I was rambling on about all the stuff that I'm into these days. And she's like, Oh, well I climbed whatever that mountain is in, uh, is it Mount hood in Washington? Is that a mountain that's there's in Washington? A, um, I there's Mount Rainier. Oh, it's that one. I don't know which one's which. Anyway, it was it was one of the it was one of the mountains in Washington, and she said she had trained for six months, and she went to the gym, and she wore like a backpack with twenty five pounds of weight in it and ankle weights and all this stuff. And I was sitting there riveted, thinking like, man, this person did it the right way, and she put all you know this effort into prepping and all this, and I totally forgot that I was at a party. And I totally forgot that I had been nervous to go there and I had a really good time and I had a really good conversation and thank goodness she humored me the entire time and kept telling me about stuff. I mean, I think it looked like she was sincere, like mm-hmm. sincerely telling me about stuff. She whipped out her phone, showed me a bunch of pictures. I think but if somebody climbed a mountain, they're probably pretty sincere about wanting to talk about mountains. Good. And I'm glad she did. <laughs> I mean, how, how awesome and serendipitous was that to have somebody just be like, oh, I did that. And I'm like, oh. Like you're my new favorite person. So, but you know what I mean? It's well, maybe that would happen all the time if you would go out and talk to all the people. It's like that one time think. you actually talked to someone on an airplane and he was like a he brain was, surgeon or something. And, and a mountain like, climber. Oh. He was a brain surgeon, mountain climber. I'm like, how did you, how did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I feel like I talk to a lot of people all the time, but again, there's all that. It's just, it's just the fake, the fake like lead up where you're psyching yourself out and you're like, or I'm psyching myself out. And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. I can't control whatever this is going to be. No idea how this is going to go. I think a lot of people are kind of put off by the prospect of 
well, not all people, but I, I think no, there's like yeah. 50% of the people are kind of like, it is a gamble if they're going to yeah. have a good time. They have to put everything they're doing on hold and that's like, is it going to be worth it? And they're always kind of comparing these experiences. Usually like, it is, is worth, it worth it. it? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's, you know what that's I mean? a comparison that right. you yeah. are making in your brain. Whereas, but and then pr- the other half is just, that is the priority. Yeah. That's the priority. Well, right. What are you going to say? Well, yeah. I think there's like the two parts of it. One is like the social side where you're like, you have to gear yourself up for talking to somebody, which I'm sure the person that was sharing about their mountain climbing experience, I'm sure they are just as grateful to have a good conversation as you were, you know, you're both sort of relieved. But I also think we have like, especially when you're in tight deadlines and whatever else, your time is so precious. And I think everyone has this. I think you it's know? hard to switch modes, you know. I think it is. Yeah, well, you're like, I want to have a good time, so this is equal to whatever I would be doing if I wasn't here. That is totally true. I think that people are probably just trying to switch modes. You're probably trying to figure out, like, what's going to happen here and how is this going to work? I think I think when you're under a lot of, like, stress from deadlines or something like that, it's, it's a little harder to... Um, to allow yourself space to do both things. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to turn off the thing that says that you, you know, you should be doing something else, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of like when I'm not feeling very super social, it's usually because I want some piece of stress to go away. So I'd rather just get it over with and then I can be a fun person. But then, you know, it's not always going to work out that way that I can just parcel my time like that. Yeah. So I think that's been a probably the reason why the last couple of weeks um it's been a little bit harder for me to jazz myself up to be like oh i'm gonna go coffee with everybody you know um yeah. i just want to be in the best light and the most fun and the whatever as i possibly could be if i have you know time to sit down with somebody i definitely don't want to be a crab or a horrible person or anything like that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's usually kind of where I find myself thinking like, will this be good? Because am I going to put forth the effort and be a nice person? Or am I just going to be like, wish I could do my work now? (laughs) So who knows? I don't know, but it might be a situation that is slightly more common among artists. Um, I was reading an article that said artists kind of overcompensate for their perceived value in society. By doing what? By working harder than they need to all the time. Why? Because people are comparing themselves to the productivity of somebody else or because they are they're like, I got to be doing something or have something to show or something. Somebody who performs a more concrete service, it's very obvious to tell what their contribution is or, or, or the fact that people hand things off to artists and they're like, oh, you get to do the fun part. Oh, I see what you're saying. Do you think it's a subconscious thing where people are like, well, I got to prove something happened today. It was just a thought as you were talking and, and you were thinking about, I could be working. I know part of it is because you want to get projects done and things like that, but yeah. also it's like a, but that makes sense too. it's like an ingrained mechanism in people's brains when they come out yeah. that they have to well, constantly be working. Yeah. And if they're not I working, remember, then they're just failing at whatever they're doing. I remember that feeling right after school. Where it's a really school. poor life balance. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that feeling right what after feeling? school where I was like, use it or lose it. Not that you would ever be like, oh, I forgot how to draw suddenly. But you only but have you, so much time. You better yeah, make the have, most out of it. Yeah. You yeah. have so much time. You got to make it work. If you're not working, somebody else is working. Like that feeling. Which Do you I believe that? No, I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> I mean, we're still working equally as hard, but I don't think it's like if you're not 
drawing every single second that doesn't make you a worse artist it has nothing it's, you can't like compare one to two you know it's not the same thing do you think people have a subconscious pressure that that's been built yeah. into our I mean, like used to joke that it was like the MCAD pressure but I think it's across the board I think it's across all creative people where you're like I could do this and I could do this and this other thing would be cool too and so you're trying to include like Make sure you meet your social quota. Make sure you meet your like creative quota. Make sure you contribute to something. Um, so there's so many ways to participate and so many ways to make new things happen. Yeah. That you're constantly like, if you're not, or say you have 100% or like 100 hours or whatever to dedicate towards stuff. Like, of course, you can't be the professional in like every aspect of those. So you would give more time so that you could like make sure you're good at three of them or something. That's and I think that's probably like you were saying the like the guilt aspect of it is mm-hmm. yeah maybe s- social stuff yeah it would be great to be uh, fantastic at being social that would be nice mm-hmm. you know um, mm-hmm. but then when you think about it you're like how do you even judge that like how would you if you looked at all the if like if I spread my portfolio out and then I spread my friends out like that's weird <laughs> you know you wouldn't right. do that and so it's it's kind of hard for you to be like what have you been doing with your time and so maybe you're right you know like maybe that is a big part of it I think I think it does make sense too that um whether people know it or not you probably do think I have to feel like I made personal progress today mm-hmm. and if I feel like I'm behind or if I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job whatever I did today, whether it was just, you know, working towards something or I made a piece of a project or something like that. If it doesn't meet my expectations of what I think is actually like quality work, then I, oh, I failed today and it's not worth it. And I don't want to see anybody and everybody's going to think I'm a turd and, you know, like. Yeah. Well, what is that thing that it's like, it's usually three options and you're like pick two of these and you can only be good at two of them and oh yeah I've seen a bunch of those but the ones that I see are on the internet and they're stupid and they're like (laughs) you can either have I don't even know lots of time and lots of money or lots of interesting things life things or whatever the other one is like that you can either like work really hard and something and then the social one's left out. Or you can be social and have lots of something and you don't work very hard. But there's like a equation of how much time you have where you like can only have two of the things. So Do you think that's true? No. Where do you fall on the triangle? <laughs> I don't know what the other something thing I'm is. on a linear line. You know when they tell you in Photoshop, oh no, just kidding, it's in Painter. <laughs> For all the one people in the universe that use Corel Painter... When they say you look at the at the hue saturation and value triangle that they have when you it's a color picker. Okay, here's my long dumb analogy. You're on the okay. color picker. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. And opening <laughs> the like, color picker palette. You're, you're opening the painter color picker palette, and on one part of the triangle is value. It's got white to black. Mm-hmm. And then on one side is saturation, and the other side is uh oh, Hugh. Okay. There you go. Yep. I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> like, I did teach two D once, so I am a qualified person to say this triangle color picker analogy. So, uh, but that's like the thing. So mine, <laughs> it's between. I don't even know. I was gonna say value, but I'm not sure. I I was gonna pick one side of the triangle instead of three. Instead of migrating instead into the of- center, or just one point. Just one point. Oh, geez. Well, that's so sad. I would, <laughs> I would just be pure yellow on one side of the <laughs> thing. But 
Chris didn't like my analogy. It's fine. Okay. So anyway. Well, it makes sense. So anyway, I think it fluctuates. So like say the past two weeks you chose catching up pure on your yellow. stuff. Pure, pure yellow. <laughs> pure yellow. Pure yellow is basically me for the so last you two chose, weeks. You chose catching up on your stuff and getting your work done and meeting your deadlines over the social stuff. But that doesn't mean that's true all the time. Like sometimes you prioritize the social stuff like for openings or other things. Let's talk about this. I would like to know if anybody feels like they have a, uh, if you have a pretty steady prog- like process of fluctuating between different kinds of things that you do, you do a little bit of this and then you do a little bit of this and a little bit of this, or if you are a binger, because I think I fall into the binging category like an obsessive binging on things that are both the best and coolest things that I'm doing and the worst and most horrible things. Like my like emotional status is like a giant roller coaster of extremes. And then I think there's Chris who does, he like plays Witcher for like a little bit and then he goes and plays a game by himself in the other room and then he goes and pets a cat for like 15 minutes. And yeah, then- I mean, I try and I try to, I'm try to be as healthy as possible with, how much I do one thing or the other. I mean, I is that a, is that an actual like serious thought process you have while you're doing it? You're like, well, that's enough of that. And then you like, pack it kind up. of is because really? there's kind of a list of things that I want to hit and I kind of just like move down the list. Well, what if you're not done with the one, like well, you, you didn't well, beat I, Witcher. So you're, you'd like get up from the couch. Yeah. But I feel like I have gotten what I needed to get out of that experience for the day. Really? You know that's what I would have done? I, Which is I just, would have sat I mean, there and beat it and then, Good luck myself. Beating Witcher in one yeah, city. well, okay, well, okay, that's my analogy. But I would have sat there and probably tried to beat Witcher because I wouldn't beat it because I'd be stuck on level one. I don't even think there's levels in that game. Oh, man. I but, think I'm more in the category of Chris where I have like a list of things. I'm like, today I got to get these things done. And I'm like, 10 minutes of reading. Okay, I'm done. 10 minutes of drinking this tea. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> and not I, that, not how is that, that possible? Maybe it's just because my deadlines are so self imposed and dumb that I can't leave my seat for like 45 hours um i like used to think it was self-control that i was like i can do this and this is like a serious willpower thing and i'm gonna plow through it and i'm like no i think i have that too it's just not constant yeah and i i think that there's certain times where i've been like that but then there's also that mindset that comes in that enters my head and it's just like you know i can hurry to finish this thing or whatever but there is another one immediately after that and it's like our age-old thing of being like as soon as this is over everything will be okay oh you mean the thing i say when the i'm binging on like says a... every single time we have a project and jenny's giving me the knowing <laughs> eye glance <laughs> and we're all like dot killing ourselves, and then you were just like as soon as this is over as soon as iceland's over then everything's cool as soon as the projects that we all ignored for iceland is that's over, the only way i cool. can get through anything though because yeah, but it, it's just like an endless thing so it's kind yeah. of like eventually you, you kind of realize that you know what it's always going to be like this so you just have to like force yourself to take the time yeah well I always think of it in comparison to like pulling all-nighters or something like that like that's sort of a binge in the same way where you're you're focusing really hard to do something for a long period of time but at a certain point it becomes detrimental like at a certain point you start screwing up because you can't focus anymore well what if what if you've got something that requires a certain timeline there's no way you can't do it you would I don't know. I mean, I have that too. So say, for example, like setting up a show, like I will spend the entire week, all day, every day 
for like 10 or 12 hours a day. And if you had to, you'd right. stay here and you'd right. make sure it would happen. Right, I would stay here happen. until it's done, yeah. which is totally fine. But in like a day-to-day setting, like I try and stagger things out. So like I'm like, this has to get done today. And then these things, I will like touch on them so that they are like continuing the way that they should be, you know? You know, it's really difficult. Well, it's kind of like your grand old father says, who is walking around the room right now. My grandfather? <laughs> no, you're My delightful your dad. dad? And no one's going to kill you. The worst that's going to happen. Oh yeah, no one's going to take you out in the back. No one's going to take you in the back and shoot you. So there are incredible (laughs) deadlines, but at the same time, you can work your hardest to film. But if it's it's if if it's at the detriment of your life, (laughs) you're probably more likely to kill yourself by ignoring the rest of your life and stressing out and doing all these things, and and then you are that you're going to fail at something, and then someone's going to take you out back and shoot you. Uh. Uh, maybe <laughs> because well, I feel like if if a uh, hundred people were hoping you're gonna get something done and you didn't do it, guess how bad that would suck. So it, that's it why I think sometimes t- I mean, it would be pretty bad. Yeah. It would that be pretty happens, bad. Like in every industry in the entire world, like every video but game it's bad. doesn't get finished in time, and, and it, all, it always game, is bad. <laughs> it's never bad. It's it's, so it's expected. Bad. It's so it's so bad. Let me tell you why that's so bad. If if I knew that that was the alternative, either getting it done to the detriment of my like week's worth of health or having to deal with a hundred horrible emails or something like that, oh my God, that would be, my choice would be clear, <laughs> which, I, you know, so I think it's hard and I think it's different for everybody. And, you know, maybe for Chris, it can roll off his, you know, back, like it's no big deal if uh, he gets a weird email or something like that. But man. Well, that, I mean, that fulfills the prophecy that I was talking about where. I mean, I'm not feeding the beast necessarily, but I have made a promise and I am going to do the thing that I said I was going to do. Sometimes it just is a lot it inflates to the point where it has to be an all-nighter. It has to be a big project. Right, and that's right. fine if it's like occasional and sometimes. So I guess the trick is not so, <laughs> being the kind of person that inflates everything yeah. to right. ridiculous so proportions. It's a question of like pace, figuring out the right pace so you can still do everything with energy that it deserves. True. Because I, <laughs> binging can get ridiculous. Binging does get ridiculous. Going back to our social situations, if you looked at it a different way, which looked at what a different way? A, a social situation. Going to a party, Yeah, like perhaps? you are achieving something. That is a thing you are crossing off your list. There's certain things that I put on my priority list because I'm like, hmm, I could ignore this person for the third week in a row or I could continue Embrace. our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and what is worse, getting three hours more work done today or maintaining a relationship that, could possibly last a lifetime because I feel like eventually people stop calling. They do. So. Yeah. That is true. So it's like, how long are you going to put off that person until they just stop calling? Mm, That's hard. You know, I had a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) A long (laughs) time. Moving on. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I had a conversation with my sister when it was years ago, we talked about it. And I think it was at the point where we were doing, we were, we were like, ah, everything is so hard. Why is everything so hard? You know? And she said to me, it's really hard fitting in everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it. And I, I have a couple of friends who have families and, you know, have a lot of stuff going on and their kids are doing stuff or whatever. And they've got work and all that kind of stuff. And they can only hang out like once every five months, and that's just what their life is like. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, 
not like you have to like this is even the right term for this but you, you're not like i forgive you for having things going on you know like because you're like of course those are your priorities like you can't be mad for somebody that's got to do stuff yeah. you know in some ways yeah it sucks that you can't hang out with them like in the middle of the night at 11 if you call them and you're like let's go get an ice cream and they're busy like giving their dog a bath or something like that <laughs> like some stuff just has to happen you know so you can't be too mad um but when I was talking to my sister about it, she's like, I just don't have time for everybody. And I have to decide, you know, do I do I have a couple really, really, really good relationships or do I spread myself all over wherever just because I'm getting invitations yeah. or something? And I think that's a hard thing for people to pick, especially when you is. have stuff that you have to prioritize. Well, like this is kind of an example of this, but um, so we live with Pat's brother And then we also have a roommate and we recently got a new roommate who was a mutual friend and like we've known him for years, but we used to only see him once every six months or five months or something like that Um, because it was the same thing. Like we'd only see him at certain parties or birthday parties or whatever. Um, And now that we live with him, like he's included in everything and we have like dinners together and go to like he'll come to pat's family events and stuff like that and it is funny now that we're put in the in physically the same space we see each other and hang out and have great conversations all the time but i think it's not even a matter of like who you're picking to be your priority i think things sort of like float in and out like you can say meet me here at 11 p.m on this day to the people that you really want to make a priority for but then the other people sort of come in and out depending on what's happening and isn't that weird to think that it's close proximity really does make such a big difference on who you put who you put where in your priority schedule i mean it's so easy to be like hey jen you want to go get a coffee because i'm sitting like five feet away from you right you know or or whatever or decide that i'm going to spend some extra time talking to people after class you know Mm -hmm. because it's fun and i'm there you know yeah well it reminds me of playing D &D. there's a lot of people who would like to play D &D and that i would like to play D D with but whenever we do play I've said D and D so many times. <laughs> Whenever we do play Dungeons and Dragons, it's always because it's a spur of the moment thing. You're like you're here, I'm here. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean, not quite that spur of the moment, oh. but like it'll be a Friday, and we'll be like, we should play D and D as soon as we're done, and mm-hmm. then we will just do that. But our friend Ryan, for instance, is always just like, "Can you play D and D in three weeks on?" Saturday at See, 4 o'clock. See, that would be perfect if you were dealing with... And like, I'm like, if I, had I, am to, like I can't oh, even yeah. tell you what I'm going to do tomorrow well, at 3 o'clock. So I but, will... But for me, like, that's awesome if, if somebody's like, let's go talk about this new, like, I don't know, come, come and we'll talk about how to make melamine plates. And I'd be like, yes, mental note, I'm going to go do this and psych myself up for it. I think for whatever reason, like... Maybe it's just different. Meetings and social engagements that far in advance feel very, very different. You are when mm-hmm. you're scheduling a date with somebody, it is a very different thing than being like, What are you doing? and just like flying around and whatever. Yeah. So this is sort of related and I think you guys will like it. But um when I was home last, my sister lent me this book called Uh Do You Wanna Hang Out Sometime? And it is the story of this guy and every person he's ever dated and there's a big section of the book where he's talking about like 
why this is his go-to phrase now instead of saying like do you want to date do you want to like me or like do you like me? <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, just saying you know how do you get somebody to hang out with you if they don't know if they want to hang out with you and so he like came up with this he didn't invent it of course but he came up with this phrase of like do you want to hang out sometime because they can't say I'm busy every day of every minute forever and they can't be like well, my calendar doesn't allow this or I don't want to. I mean, I guess you could say I don't want to hang out ever, which is really mean. Um, <laughs> but it is it is better than saying, do you want to do something next Friday or go on a date next Friday? Because it is easier to reject somebody that way. So he has this giant chapter where he's talking about like how to introduce yourself to a stranger and let them know you like them and let them know you want to go out sometime but to not be rejected in the same sentence to like keep the conversation going. Is this a fiction book or is this like a... It's a, it's a autobiography. How about a guy who came up with a way to say, can we hang out So he... (laughs) (laughs) Is that his sole claim to fame? No, no, no. So he is, um, his name is like Josh Sedequist or something like that. But he... um, can you when hang he was out like, sometime? Yes. So he was like 10 years old and had cancer and lost one of his legs. And now he goes all over the country doing like inspirational speeches and stuff like that. And so now he's married, but he like went back because he hadn't dated anyone actually or had never had a real girlfriend past the age of 25 or something like that. So it was his story and like overcoming both like social and physical things as he was like going through his journey. But it was all about like how to get somebody to hang out with you by saying like certain, like being careful about the way you say something. So it also gets another person excited and like doesn't set up too much of an expectation for them. I feel like I've heard the exact (laughs) opposite of that too, where people are like, if you don't give somebody an actual time and date, they will just never do it. I, that could just set up I like an, yours infinite better loop, than, an infinite loop yeah. of non-committal where it's like, do you want to hang out sometime? Yeah. yeah, sometime. I know. And I feel like I do that when, all the time also. I did that sometime. yesterday when we were, or when I was at that um, event. Because I was like, oh, I haven't seen you in forever. Let's hang out sometime. But I know that I should really say, like, I'm available this day. Let's hang out. And then mental out, note but... in your head, you're like, oh, success. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Can't say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. know. That's hard. Yeah. What if you just said, let's hang out sometime? And then they say, okay. And then you say, pick a date. You could do that. You could say, let and me And then know you you're stare them in the eye until they pick a date. And then you lick your whole mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you normally do? <laughs> yeah. Except for it's usually through email. So I'm licking my mouth by myself. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't do that. That's sickening. Uh, but oh, man. yeah anyway so <laughs> but I, I don't know I think I think it is just you know it's I like doing the things that I said I would do and and for me it does work when people whether I enjoy the act of accepting an invitation or not just mm-hmm. because of my I was like well, well what if I should be doing something else that day is usually what I'm thinking in my head you know mm-hmm. or like what if that's the only day I have one hour of free time or something stupid like that? Usually if I can say yes and I stick it on my calendar, I it's awesome because then I'm actually planning on it. Yeah. Then I stop worrying about what what was I going to do or, uh-oh, what if they ask me again and I don't know what I'm doing yet, you know, or something like that. Uh, 
<laughs> you're like, and then they'll ask me again. Yeah, and I mean, again. Jenny <laughs> has seen me avoid phone calls uh, to the gallery for the last week because I just am worried somebody's going to ask me to to commit on a date for for I don't know. Uh, Groupon or something like that and and like and like sure the concept sounds amazing I just have not thought about it yet and I'm just terrified of having to like switch my brain over because I got other stuff I got to think of so anyway usually that's why I think about it that way and I think about like it's not like I don't want to do like truly though to tell you the absolute truth like even my antisocial things most of that's just brought on by the fact that I just want to get some stuff over with so that I can just relax for a second and I would love to do all of it like I would Mm -hmm. I love the super social stuff sometimes I love going places I love like one-on-one conversations I want to put if I had my if I could do whatever I want I would have like three weeks of coffee meetings for fun and not have to do any work and then I would have three weeks of binging on making like a project. So do you, you would binge it on, on all your coffee yeah. meetings? Yeah, and I'd work really, really hard on client stuff for like three weeks. And then I would like pet some cats for three weeks, <laughs> you know, like, and, or I'd like clean my house for three weeks. Like I would love to be able just to do it until I was done with it. Yeah. Each thing I was doing, I just want to sit and just do it until I'm just like, well, that's enough of that. So I don't, I just don't understand how people can be like, 10 minutes of eating my oatmeal now, 10 minutes of playing The Witcher. Like, that seems like a tease to me. And I feel like I would just well, well, it's kind of it's kind of like It's kind of like you get a little bit or nothing. Yeah, yeah, but then you can think to yourself, which is a total lie, when this is over, then I will sit and eat oatmeal for like three weeks, you know? Well, it's funny you kind of put it into these large chunks of time like that. I find like um, most of my days chunked up so much is the reason why I look forward to the the like hypothetical massive, like I think in my fantasy land, usually what happen is three-day weekends sound amazing. Four-day weekends sound even better. Uh, for real, three weeks sounds awesome because the first week of my three-week vacation or something like that would be me stressing in setting up you know week. the whole entire week Wouldn't i feel you? like usually it only takes a couple yeah. well, like a day you know or the two. first thing you do is you sit there before. well yeah that too but like the the first thing that you do on your vacation i'm gonna say a, a staycation even though i hate that term but like say i'm gonna sit in my house for three weeks and just do whatever see, i, I want to do, do that yeah no i do too like, Let's but the book first and I'm like, week i just want to stay here i just don't well see this is this is the reason why i'm about to tell you the reason why is that first week you would go oh, you know what? I haven't done my laundry this whole time. Finally, I can do the laundry. And, oh, you know what I should have done is mowed the lawn and I should do that now. And you would do that stuff for the first week because you know you would. That's the first thing you do. You wouldn't sit in your filth for like all three weeks. You'd set up your space and you'd be like, finally, like I can clear my desk and my head and everything that I want is here. And now I can just relax. So that first week is wasted. The second week you would be doing it. And then I don't know how it take you a week to clean your house. Maybe that's Have you been to my house? <laughs> so then you would go on the on the second week you would be like, "Cool." And that's where you would do everything that you want and then as your third week approaches, you would realize it is ending. And then all of a sudden, you'd be like, "I could just get a jump on this thing that's coming back." I might as well because I got a whole week to do whatever I want. I'm just going to do it. I should probably write a 150-page book now 
because I'm not going to have time when everything shows back up. You know it's true. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens anytime you are, do not like buy a plane ticket to a random spot and put yourself in a location where you cannot use the internet. Yeah. You sit there and you, you contemplate, and which is why in a tiny universe where a social expectation, where I go to a party and all of a sudden if I can't break away from all my like, my like, anxieties of stuff I was supposed to be doing it's like a mini vacation I just got to gear yeah, myself up for it so I can enjoy it really you know funny that your entire three-week scenario sounds like one of my like days off spread over that amount of time so the first five hours is like gotta catch up on all these stuff on all this stuff and then you're like Time for one hour of free time. See, and then the next half is like gearing up for the next I thought it work. was more like a weekend where it's like Friday, you're maybe getting ready for the big weekend. Saturday, you party. And then Sunday, you're like, oh, no, tomorrow's Monday. Well, for maybe a normal person. But on, <laughs> for, on Friday, we record the podcast. And then on Saturday, <laughs> we show back up and then have to do some intern stuff with some people. And then on Sunday, I have to like meet with my parents for one million hours. And then... <laughs> And then do some work that a client wanted me to do. I mean, you know. Okay, so here's here's the thing. Like, even though some of the things are unexpected, and I know you don't really like surprises, but sometimes it is nice when you go to a thing and you are pleasantly surprised. It is, and I totally agree with that. And I, you know what? As much as as much anxiety goes into the preparation to clear my head and to to be present and all that kind of stuff, I mean, you just really can't. You just have to show up, and then you just have to just do it. And that's everything in life, right? It's not like it's not like you can prep for every experience. And you know, you always say like you're in charge of. Oh, if you say, you say these two things. Every every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you. And then you sing the song that goes with it. And then you also say everybody's in in charge of their own good time or something like that. Or maybe my dad says that. Not. I say it. Okay. Chris is like, I claim that. That's good. I don't know where I got it, though. I feel like it might have been someone in my education. Know. You know it what? I matter. like those things. I like how people have like a pearl of wisdom and then you remember it for your whole entire life. When I was a horrible teenager. What What were you? You were just a recluse and you were in the basement playing Super Nintendo? What? I thought yeah, he was, I was like a super it. explosive person. Oh, yeah. You'd set things on fire. And, like, did and... you catch everything on fire? And, like, oh, yeah. Well, I did both those things. Down. I'd play Final Fantasy Tactics all day and night, and then I would go shoot spray paint cans <laughs> in a bonfire. I feel like that's like a thing that you do when you live in Wisconsin. Yeah. I think it's probably just a thing you do. It, as a in person. As a, as a person. As a human being. In Wisconsin. No, just as a, I think if, as a male, it's something that everyone does. They just blow everything up. I had friends that would skateboard down the alley with a baseball bat and hit all the TVs. Any garbage or any furniture that was there, they they tra- they just yeah, trash. Right. They would skate, 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 <laughs> smash, 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 <laughs> skate, skate, smash, smash. It was pretty funny. Actually, now I think about it and I cringe a little bit because I probably liked all the furniture that was out there. I was like, trash furniture. Oh, my God, no. I feel like in any social situation, you can tell a story about horrible things you did and everyone else has equally equally horrible. Yeah, Yeah, but then the reaction of like who's mortified that they just told a room full of people some random stuff. I think it's all funny. It's all like... Yeah, in retrospect. Sometimes I tell my parents all the things we did and it's all just a good laugh. Yeah. Time, time gives perspective. Yeah, time yeah. changes everything. So time yeah. changes everything. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? And you're also like, I didn't die doing it, so it's okay. Yeah. You're like, I'm around. I'm here. Look at that. <laughs> it is amazing. It's amazing how many people didn't die. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone did bad stuff. Yeah. Lindsay ran around piercing everybody. Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Take that out of the podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so, ah, <laughs> uh, yes, troubled youth. So I feel like that's fine. I don't know. Maybe it's just interesting to reflect on. I always think about these things and wonder if I'm a horrible person. I think every podcast is cathartic in some ways because I'm like, what's wrong with me this week? And then I'm like, all right, you guys, let's have a therapy session where you tell me that everything's okay and that everybody else does it normally and I'm doing it wrong. That I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. I often actually enjoy trying to figure out the reasoning behind why I'm doing some of the weird stuff that I'm doing. You know, like I think about it all day because I know I'm doing it. And then, and then I'm like, well, it's probably something in there that's purposeful. So who knows? Maybe it is because I've been reading the, the Cosmos um, Oracle deck for like a billion years like, too. What does this say about my What life? is this? Yeah. I'm like, ow. So I should, I should do a dream journal and then take all the words that I come up with and then look them up in the symbolism universe. Wait, what's a dream, dream journal? It's where you wake up from your dream and oh, you write it down. You never remember your dreams. I don't have any dreams, but... Oh, what? If, that would be extra hard then. <laughs> it would. Maybe I should just do my waking And just be dreams. a journal that says nothing bleak. <laughs> I would go back to the 90s where everything was exactly that. You can borrow my trench coat. <laughs> Good. I'm, you probably still have it in the basement in your katanas that I got. <laughs> uh, let's not do that. You're, you're, yeah. Anyway. Maybe I will go to some social event. Who knows? Thanks to anybody who still invites me to do things. I appreciate it. It's nice. <laughs> Someday I will, I will go and feel 100%. I'm going to just quick finish all these things first. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we have a lot of fun things coming up this fall for like Gray Art Lab. Definitely, definitely take a look at all of the hard work that all 100 people put into uh, the Cosmos project that's coming up. It is incredible. I mean, for real, we have been uh, wrestling around with all of the files and all the things and all the fiber optics. Um, and if you want to help us, of course, you are supporting the artists behind it and you're helping support projects like the Cosmos and all the other fun stuff we do at Light Gray Art Lab. Um, if you're interested in getting the Cosmos Tarot and Oracle deck, um, you'll see some images that are coming up this Thursday. And we would love it if you could spread the word to anybody else you think might enjoy the project. And of course, um, everything's opening. Uh, all the pre-orders are shipping. Everything is happening on October 30th, so right around Halloween. Um, so it'll be really, really fun. We hope you guys can make it out here if you're in the neighborhood. Otherwise, we'll definitely put it all online for you. Don't we have a couple weeks? out we've got a game night maybe um yeah we had a game night last thursday um and it was our first game night back after several weeks months over a month of absence but uh it was back with a force it was a lot of fun a lot of people showed up new and old um and the next one is on thursday september is that what the next month is yeah what day is it september 10th oh god how did we get there thursday september 10th is the next game night so i'll see you there it is for real fall now i know i don't know how this happened to us i don't know how this happened either what's happening (laughs) (laughs) what's happening yeah and then um yeah and definitely we're over the next couple weeks we'll be um trying to reach out to all the people that applied for Iceland Residency 2016. And so, again, even if you miss the deadline, uh, go and check out the information about it. Um, it's really one of our favorite programs that we do here. Uh, it was a blast this time. We're going to be putting up the photos from the 2015 residency um, one of these days. 
as soon as we can get through the the awesome pile of them, we'll pick out the best ones for you guys and you can look at them. So it'll be really good. So uh, anything else coming up, Jenny? Uh, No. So as I mentioned before, we actually have the Cosmo show coming in October. Uh, But if you guys stop by the space anytime from now until the opening of the Cosmos, we're going to have some really fun projects and past pieces that will be on display. So you can look through all the awesome art prints, lots of our past projects, or you could just stop by to say hi and be social with us. So you probably should, because then then that'll be a nice surprise. And if you show up with a coffee, that'll be even better. No one's going to do that. Maybe one person would do that. Who knows? So, yes. So, anyway, thanks again, you guys. Um, And Chris will tell you where all the things are. I will tell you that if you go to the internet browser to your favorite email application, you can email us at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. And you can email any questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise there. Find us on Twitter. We're at Light Gray Art Lab. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store, stream it directly on Stitcher Radio, and find us on Tumblr at lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. Yep. So thanks again, you guys, for listening to us. And uh, definitely go out and be social. Get some balance in there. And uh, maybe binge every now and again if you're into it. So we'll talk with you soon.